Welcome to the Brew Crew Review Podcast, the show by fans or fans of your Milwaukee Brewers. All right, Brewer fans, welcome back to the Brooker Review Podcast. Joining me today is Vince, and Scott's not here yet, but I think he'll be arriving in a moment. Vince, how was, how was your week? It's been uh, good, Craig. Um, as you know from our pre-production meeting, did a little uh, travel this week, so I've got a chance to, um, great chance to see you uh, up in Milwaukee, which was great on opening day, and uh, glad to check out another game with you during the Pirate Series, so that was awesome. Uh, great, great to see you, and great to be back in in Milwaukee at Ampam Field, and um, I then had some meetings on the East Coast, so we actually had a chance to check out a Nationals game as well. Awesome. No, I mean, you've been busy with the baseball, and uh, yeah, so for the record, both you and I are uh, 2-0 and then uh, in 10 games together at Miller Park as the Brewers beat the Cardinals on opening day, and <laughs> last Monday in Pittsburgh, yeah. last Monday in Pittsburgh, they won also with a Christian Yelich Grand Slam, sprinkled yeah. in there for a nice That's measure. Right. Yeah, that's right. That was that was a lot of fun. I just had a had a great time up there, and um, stadium's looking good. The fans seem pretty enthused uh, this year, and um, some good new concession options at the at the stands this year. I, I know that game that uh, you and I went to together, not opening day, but the Pirates game. I think that um, we tried a couple of those new hot dogs. Uh, it, yeah, we had we had a lot of fun up there. So great to see our our friend Marty Wellscloth up in the Brewers press box. Uh, so yeah, just a just a great trip overall. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and yeah, since our last taping, uh, you, unfortunately, missed on the last tape with Scott, but he did a great job, as I'm sure you've heard. Um, we uh, the Brewers have gone five and one this week. We started off with that win, like we talked about uh, against P- Pittsburgh at Ampham Field, and then um, yeah, a pretty nice series. We swept the Pirates, and then took two or three in Philadelphia. Um, so pretty nice week at five and one. The Brewers are tied for first place coming in, uh, and I'll be going to the game later today. Uh, the one-off game, Brewers versus Giants. I'm going to bring my broom with me, so hopefully we can sweep this one-game series. I'm feeling fairly, <laughs> fairly confident with Burns on the mound, but I mean, those are pesky giant hitters, that's for sure. So hopefully, yeah. A little uh, little news coming out of the San Francisco clubhouse earlier today that uh, Mike Yastrzemski is. Uh, gotten COVID, so I know that he's out. They're probably having to do some, some pretty quick testing of uh, the rest of the guys on that team, since presumably they were all in close contact. So um, I, I'm actually kind of waiting on edge. We may have some breaking news during our podcast here today of any other Giants that might be out of the lineup for the one game set in Milwaukee tonight. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Um, so yeah, hopefully the Brewers can stay healthy. Um, but yeah, it was a great week for sure. I think we've got uh, Mr. Scott Bartell joining us here on the podcast. Fans are, are going to be rejoicing. Yeah, did you say uh, did you say it's Scotty or did you say it's Chad? Is Chad on yet? I don't see Chad's number popping up here yet, but uh, I'm sure he's he's got it. So we'll, we'll be waiting with yeah. bated breath. Um, in the meantime, we're waiting for Scott to chime in here. Um, but yeah, oh, I don't want- hello. Yeah, Craig, I um I actually wanted to be called either Scott B or S. Bartel. It's just kind of like I'm just kind of <laughs> taking a page from Tom Carter's book. All right. Hey, our, you mean our anonymous doorstop Carter. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> hey Scotty, which which uh which Vegas uh watering hole did they have to pry you out of a, for the taping this afternoon? I know we're taping a little earlier than normal, so I'm sure you were 
at the Golden Nugget or somewhere? Or what, what was your afternoon like? <laughs> um, no, I seldom leave the house. I, there isn't a watering hole within a mile of me. It's weird. Do you know how, like, in Wisconsin, there's, like, a, like probably six bars within a mile of you in every major area? Not here. Yeah. Funny you would choose to live there, but maybe maybe in one of those storage units uh, in your complex, you might find some bar equipment uh, somewhere in one of those units. Yeah, people get kicked out for trying to build bars and trying to like live in the space and stuff like that. It's pretty weird. <laughs> <laughs> There's a guy here, he has a big screen TV and a sectional in there, and he's like, yeah, this is where I go to get away from the wife, and <clears throat> now he's getting kicked out of here too, so... <laughs> well you sound great scott glad to have you join us for live great to be here all right well we were talking about the the brewers finishing five and one this week um i guess some standout performances i'd like to point out um over the weekend we took two or three in philadelphia really peralta pitched really well on um friday Aaron Ashby came in relief, pitched fairly well too. Unfortunately, he took the loss, but um, I think he, he pitched fairly well. And then uh, Adrian Hauser went toe to toe with uh, Zach Wheeler on Saturday, and the Brewers came up with a 5 3 victory. And then, of course, the Sunday night game of the week <laughs> Brewers versus Phillies, uh, and that was Aaron Nola versus uh, Eric Lauer. The Brewers won that one, 1 0. Um, and what a game pitched by Eric Lauer. He had 13 strikeouts, for six innings, only one hit, I think. Uh, pretty, pretty amazing stuff. Did you guys catch any of that game, or what are your thoughts on the Brewers pitching this weekend? Boy, that performance from Lauer yesterday, I mean, that was pretty incredible. I it, I know Angel Hernandez was behind the plate, so there's that. But yeah, he had I an angel that, behind him. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been thinking of that joke there, Scotty? That was good. Um <laughs> I, I just thought that that was one of the more dominating uh, Brewers starting pitching performances that we'd seen in a while, at least from a lefty. And it was, uh, it was pretty, pretty fun to watch. We, uh, I went back and watched uh, most of the game after it actually happened, but um, it was, it was, it was great to see Lauer step up. And I don't know if it's going to be something that we can expect on a regular basis from him, but if he can be, you know, anything remotely close to that picture that we saw last night to add him to you know, the mix with Burns and Peralta and uh, Woodruff is going to be pretty exciting because we've got, you know, three starters that are, are, you know, at least last year were very much a shutdown trio. I think it would be great if we can get Lauer to, to kind of join that group, but you know, well, uh, anyways, a great game last night. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I guess uh, I obviously Angel Hernandez knew that we had a flight to catch, so I definitely appreciate that. But like, not to detract anything away from Lauer, um, you know, he obviously pitched great, and you know, both teams kind of had the same <laughs> very wide strike zone, I guess. So, um, yeah, you know, I'm I'm gonna give uh, give Lauer some credit. I mean, obviously he saw that he was getting the pitches or getting the calls, and you know, that kind of put the Phillies in swing mode. So he started, you know, expanding it even more. And then they were swinging at pitches out of the zone for strikes. So, you know, uh, good strategy. It worked out. Good job. And yeah, well, that's the thing. You know, a lot of a lot of people were commenting on that strike zone today, and, and they're right. But, you know, both pitchers were getting it. And even even Phillies outfielder Kyle Schwerber was making that point when he got ejected in the ninth. You could, you could read his lips, and he was saying that both sides were getting, you know, burned on these calls. So at least Angel Hernandez was – consistently bad I, I suppose you could say that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
And speaking of him being consistently bad, I mean, he's been known to be one of the worst umpires in the major leagues for well over 10 years um, now. And there's been talk on talk radio and whatnot and on the interwebs, uh, so to speak, that this this game, since it was a nationally televised game, could be a single-handedly a catalyst to bring on the robo-umps. And and a lot of people, it might have turned a lot of people who were against those and wanted the umpires as a human element in the game over to the other side. What are your quick thoughts on that? And, and what are you, what are you, I guess, what's your take and, and your position on the future of umpiring in major league baseball? Well, I like the human element and I liked it, you know, even last night there was some entertainment uh, involved, but you know, to me, the first step wouldn't be, Hey, let's replace the human element of the game. My first thought um, would be, why don't we figure out ways that the umpires union can get rid of poor performing umpires. I mean, right now it's so tough and so difficult to actually fire an umpire for, for being bad in his job that, you know, makes it virtually impossible to fire a guy who's been bad for a decade. Like you pointed out, Greg and Angel Hernandez. So to me, I think you just have to make it a little easier to, to discipline and or fire somebody that isn't, that clearly isn't doing their job. I know that he's now blissfully retired, but Joe West would have fallen into that category for me. And Angel Hernandez certainly still falls in that category for me. I think that um, again, it's just because of the strength of the umpires union that you don't see um, any discipline being, being merited out, but that would be my first, reaction and there's plenty of deserving very capable quality umpires in the minor leagues that would love an opportunity to get to the big show and i would love to see angel hernandez essentially sent down to the minors like players are sent down to the minors um and another umpire brought up to replace him when he's you know missed a certain percentage of calls or he's been bad enough for as long as he has um so rather than do robo ups i would take those um what i think are very simple steps um instead yeah, I think, um, well, when it comes to umpires, like if it, umpires basically kind of go through the same sort of cycle as, as players where, you know, you're just trying to get to the show. And um, unfortunately, there's a lot less opportunity out there for umpires. There's a lot more umps and a lot less spots available in the majors. And unfortunately, um, you know, when you have a log jam like that and you have people at the major league level who are just consistently bad, then um, you know, it kind of, it, it's gotta be hard for a lot of those guys to look up and say like, Hey, like I could be doing a better job than that. And yet you're not being promoted. So it's kind of rough. Actually, uh, side note, I went to, uh, uh, Las Vegas aviators game and supposedly we've already implemented the robo ump. I'm not even a hundred percent sure on that because there was no way that you could tell that there was actually a robo ump. There's still enough behind the plate. He's still calling the pitches. The guy looks back. He says, hey, wasn't that high? Uh, the ump says, well, I'm not calling it, man. So um, there's less arguing at the plate, I guess. So that, that's the one good thing you have going for it. But, you know, I, I, I'd be for it. I'd like to see it um, just because um, the same way that we have replay. You know, I mean, you want to see that the call is right on the field in the fastest way possible. And I know we're trying to shorten up the game. So, yeah, let's just get the balls and strikes right and not argue about it and go on. God, some yeah. of us want to see the replay ended, though, too. I mean, I, I hate the replay. I don't want I don't care if they're right as much as I care about the entertainment factor. So I, I personally like it when we I watch videos of games back in the day with Earl Weaver or Tommy Lasorda, or, um, you know, an, a manager who had a, a tendency to argue. I enjoy seeing that element. I want to see guys argue. I think that it's fun. So, I you know, that's just me. But I, I, 
I just as soon do away with instant replay before I'd say yes to robo ums myself. Yeah, I kind of agree with some of both your points. I, I mean, I, I think I agree with Scott that it'll really quicken the game and also make it more correct, which I think is it'll be tough to argue against those two points. Um, but on Vince's standpoint, like harkening back to Earl Weaver and Billy Martin and stuff, like I'm for the robo umps as long as Manders can still toss the robo umps. So hopefully that can. <laughs> I mean, but no, I mean, you know, I still remember the game where Lloyd McClendon flipped out when he was managing the Pirates against the Brewers and literally stole a base. To me, that's entertaining. We're we're not going to talk about just some random Pirates game from 2001. Otherwise, you know, it's something that I think is. Um, just kind of a cool element of the game that it always has been there. And I think that, again, it's baseball's very human. And, and you know, to your other point, I, I'm actually not in favor of quickening the games. I, I think we've talked about this, but I, I don't want to see quicker games. I like being at the stadium. I, I just think that the longer I can be there, the happier I am generally. So uh, to me, that's, there's no place I'd rather be. All right. Well, this wouldn't be a 2022 Milwaukee Brewers podcast without me mentioning something about our the Brewers' offense. <laughs> So I, I guess what I'll point out is I t- took a gander at all the Sunday box scores and um, took a look at all the starting lineups and the Brewers were the only team in Major League Baseball that did not have even one player in their lineup hitting with an over 750 OPS. Again, we're only three weeks into the season, yada, yada, yada. But I think that really, I think we, I think Louis, or uh, yeah, Louis Urias coming back from hopefully injury this week will be a nice shot in the arm for the offense. Um, and hopefully we just get going, get the, get the bats going and see what we have here. But overall, um, do you guys have any thoughts on the in, impending return of Urias and also uh, what, what we're, we're on the Brewers offense for the most lacking, I guess? I mean, we're lacking all over the place, right? It just, it seems like we're, we, it seems like we need a power bat. And I think we've said this all along. I think it's been literally the last 10 episodes. that said the same thing that we replaced Garcia with Renfro and that's fine, but it doesn't really do much. And McCutcheon is, I was happy with the McCutcheon pickup, but I, again, I don't think that it's the complete, you know, offensive upgrade that we needed compared to last year's already poor offense and 2020's poor offense. So it's not like it's just three weeks. Unfortunately, it's a trend. So I, I think that we still need to go get a power bat. I, I do wish that we would have invested a little bit more um, perhaps in the free agent market, you know, seeing guys like Castellanos and Kyle Schwarber yesterday and Philly uh, just made me think that perhaps we could have been in on one of those guys, but. Yeah, that definitely would have been nice. I know right now we are averaging 3.375 runs a game, which um, if you're comparing us to other teams in the league, uh, that's a number that's reserved for teams that are, um, in dead last or maybe second last in their respective divisions. So um, really tip of the cap to, uh, you know, our pitching and uh, obviously starting pitching and bullpen has both been really, really well, um, or really, really good this year. So yeah, it's, it's definitely a little frustrating. The only, the only positive I could say out of it is that um, as somebody who likes um, when teams really need a run and they're able to manufacture that run, um, by way of like, you know, the traditional sort of small ball or something like that, like something out of the ordinary. Um, I mean, look at this last week, we had a, a double steal that resulted in a steal of home. That's pretty cool. We had a hit and run that wound up, you know, just yesterday, obviously wound up uh, bringing in uh, the game winning run. So it, it's kind of cool to see some of that. 
those exciting plays kind of happening in the game again. Um, but that's about the only positive you could take away from our offense right now. Look, looks like right now we've got a, a negative two run differential and we're somehow tied for first place, which is fairly impressive. For instance, <laughs> the team, the, the Cardinals who we're currently tied with have a plus 19 uh, differential. And to your point, Scotty, the, the Cubs, um, uh, granted a lot of this was because of one huge game against the Pirates, have a plus 19 run differential as well, but are sitting in fourth place. So, you know, again, to, to your point, at least we are finding ways to win um, despite having an offense that is underperforming. Well, and OPS-wise, the Cubs have the best uh, offense in the league right now. And that's, you know, basically something that they just kind of patchworked in the offseason. Um, but they were willing to sign some guys, and we weren't. So, And, and take a flyer on, on someone coming over from Japan, which, you know, the Brewers – have done a time or two, I, I guess. Um, Nori Aoki is the last guy that I can think of, but who traditionally haven't gotten a ton of guys directly from Japan. We've had other Japanese players, but it's, you know, guys that, um, you know, have been with other clubs, uh, I guess, with the exception of Aoki and um, uh, Takahiro Nomura. So, yeah, I think that, uh, you know, maybe the Brewers looking into different avenues of acquiring international free agents or, or getting guys from Japan, um, maybe something that, you know, we could explore as well going forward yeah so we're, we're we're 10 and 6 as of this tape on april 25th and uh, like you said uh, tied first place with the cardinals uh, in those 16 games the brewers have not scored over six runs in any one game i'm going to go on record and say that the brewers are going to break that streak this week for sure and in fact i'm even going to say it's going to be tonight not uh i might be biased I'll, i'm going to be going to the game here against the giants but um yeah i feel like they're gonna have an explosion tonight in offense but we'll see um yeah, so I mean, there's stuff to look forward to. So I, let's do our weekly predictions, guys. Um, this week we have obviously the one game set against the Giants here at Amfam Field, and then we've got we go back to Pittsburgh for three games, and then come back to Amfam Field to, for the weekend three game series against the Cubs, seven games in total. What are your guys' predictions for the week? Scott, do you want to start? Um. Yeah. Okay. Um. I mean, in theory, right, we, our offense isn't really, well, Urias is going to be back. So hopefully that'll pick up a little bit. We got Burns going tonight, right? right. So we're, so we're at the top of our rotation. So um, I will say four and three. I hope this doesn't happen, but it's not, I think we might get swept out of our entire homestand, which is just tonight. Um, and then, uh, and then go three and three for the others, or uh, I guess four and two. So four and three. Geez, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. I, although, although I'm going to actually agree with you on the four and three part. Um, I'll say we win against the Giants. I think we take two of three from Pittsburgh, and unfortunately, I think we only take one of three against the Cubs. The Cubs seem to play us pretty tough this year, judging from the first series at least, and. Um, Obviously, their fans travel well to Milwaukee. So, yeah, I think, yeah, that's what I'm going to say. One from, get the Giants win today, two from Pittsburgh, and one from Chicago. All right, I'm going to go five and two on the week. Not sure where the losses are going to come, but it won't be, we'll see. So, um, yeah, five, five and two, I'm going to be optimistic. Hopefully, the offense has a nice week. All right. Uh, well, thanks for joining in, listeners. We really appreciate you uh, taking the time to check out our podcast and hopefully you do so again in the future. So thanks for joining me, guys. Hey, Craig, 
Craig, remember uh, really quick, just want to invite our, our listeners to follow us on Twitter, Brooker Review One. Uh, we love to interact with fans uh, and listeners of the podcast on Twitter. And uh, you can email Scotty any of your questions where he and his interns will definitely get to those questions very soon, I am sure. Uh, Brooker Review Podcast, flipnet at gmail.com. All right. Go stay classy. Wes Dallas and go Brewers. Go Brewers. Thanks, Scotty. Thanks, Chad. Thanks, Craig. Thanks, Vikram. Go Brewers. Peace.